Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Over 15% value added tax on residential electricity consumers exceeding the lifeline threshold. Now, this move, which forms part of the government's measures to boost revenue, has faced strong resistance from unions, including the Trade Union Congress. Despite issuing a seven-day ultimatum that ended on January 1, 2024, the unions claim they have not received any formal communication from the government and are now gearing up for a nationwide protest. At a news conference earlier today, Secretary General of the TUC, Dr. Yaoban, says they will stage a massive demonstration on the 13th of this month. We gave an ultimatum of 31st January, which elapsed on... Uh, today is one, on Wednesday. We gave that ultimatum to government to withdraw that letter. As we speak today, today is second, we have not seen any letter withdrawing that directive. In between the time we issued this statement and now, ECG itself has come out to say that they are not ready to even implement this kind of uh, VAT. But that's not our matter. It's between them and their government. This afternoon we met to... In, in that statement, we said if by 31st, government had not withdrawn this uh, directive to ECG and NEPCO, we will meet here and we will advise ourselves. So this afternoon we have met here and we have advised ourselves. It is that advice that we are going to communicate to the press. Our advice is very simple. We have advised ourselves that this government is taking the nuance for granted. And so we are going to lead a very massive demonstration in all the regional capitals, the 60 regional capitals of Ghana, on the 13th of February. That will be Tuesday. That is the... Uh, this Tuesday's week. We have taken this decision firmly and we have appointed a committee to plan it. On Tuesday, January 30, 2024, the Finance Ministry appealed to the unions to exercise restraint as they prepare to dialogue with the groups. Dr. Yaoba says the groups are opposed to any move to dialogue. They only want the directive to be withdrawn. We are taking a decision that the only reason why we will not embark on that demonstration is when government withdraws. 
and that we are not in any position to have any discussion on anything. If government doesn't want us to demonstrate against it, they should do what? Withdraw. If they withdraw, they should inform us officially. If we don't hear any official communication on the withdrawal, on the 13th of February, all workers in this country, former and informal, public and private, are stopping work and we are going to demonstrate to government that we can never be taken for granted again. That is the end. Yeah, to that starting Monday, February 5, 2024, they have directed all members of TUC um, to wear red a sign of their intention to strike. This opportunity to entreat all public, public and private sector workers, former and informal, that this is a national assignment and we do not want to antagonize any employer. Please, you have your peace when you release your workers to join this demonstration. We want to do this not only for workers, but for workers and their families and the entire, entire population of this country. And that everybody owes it a duty to join us, including the employers themselves, including the market women, including all those in the informal economy. So, comrades, this is the decision. As I speak to you, today I got a letter from the Ghana Publishers Association. They have imposed VAT on books. You see, if we don't fight this, tomorrow it will be on water. The next day, it may be on the number of children you have. Yes, and this is our duty. We have to do it. And you do it, and do it well, until we win this battle. Thank you very much. Uh, Deputy Secretary General of TUC, Joshua Ansa, joins us with details. Grateful to you, Ms. Ansa, for joining us. Uh, why are you stampeding government when government says, I've opened the channels of dialogue to you? Evans, and good evening to your challenges. We have no intention of stampeding government in any way. We have been partners. We've helped this government. We have the past government in developing this country. We are all in this country, and we have no other country than this one. And you will not do anything that will stampede the development of this very country. Mm. It is only that what is happening, it is unfair. And we want to stop that injustices and unfairness to workers and Ghanaians. Mm. That is why we are saying that this tax that the government has imposed on electricity bill must be withdrawn unconditionally. If it is withdrawn unconditionally, even as I can bet you, you will not demonstrate. Well, but, but why, it, why, why don't you make your case at, at the dialogue, which government says I'm inviting you to? It is too late for dialoguing. Government should have dialogued with organized labor, with employers, and with the government itself before a decision is taken. Because this is a nationwide, this is a national policy. And I think that we have channels for which national issues are discussed. The chapter committee is there, and the duty of the chapter committee is to discuss national issues, not only uh, salaries and wages. This is a VAT, and a VAT is going to impact on everybody. So yeah. it was expected that the government should have actually called for a chapter committee meeting to discuss this policy okay. before the, the directive were given. Mm. Mm. But it not do. Now, now, if government doesn't withdraw the levy after the demonstration, what happens next? 
Well, uh, this is still the journey's prime. Now, I'm still on um, this development um, and still staying with labor unions, teachers and educational workers union, TEU, and sister unions have officially communicated to their members the outcome of their meeting with the finance ministry on Thursday. The striking unions have informed their members that their strike is still in force after their meeting with government over their conditions of service and payment of their tier two pensions ended in stalemate and with no clear timelines given by government of when their issues will be resolved. My colleague Kenneth Jesse was there and reports. Senior Staff Association of Ghana, the Teachers and Educational Workers Union of TUC, and the Federation of University Senior Staff Association of Ghana have formally relayed the information of what transpired between them and government when they met yesterday to their members. So as, as we indicated to government that the only opportunity that to the only way we can go to work is to see something properly documented. As we are speaking, there's nothing documented. So if we're asking us to go to work, we cannot even come and tell people to go to work because it's this people's life. It's people's pension. Pension is about people's life. So if government is serious to address this issue, government should come again. So when it will be based on what government we hear from government. But at the moment, we have asked government that we are still waiting for them. We are still waiting for them. So not until we hear for them, we will still be waiting for them before we resume work. They insist they are not returning to their various jobs until their demands are met. Please, we want the government to address our concerns. People have gone on pension for four years. They have not been paid their contributions. What about those who are still working for the government? What are we going to do? So the, what the government is doing is very, very bad. Until he pays our tier two and our interest, we are not going back to work until all our monies have been paid to us. In fact, go to the homes of our pensioners. They are not living well. It's very, very bad. Government, we are pleading with you. Pay our tier two contribution. They are calling on their members to be resolute in demanding what is due them. That is an improvement in their conditions of service and payment of their tier two pensions. And they are demanding government to pay that tier two pension with compound interest. From the University of Ghana in Accra, Kenneth Jesse for Joy News. Well, let me take you back to the uh, TUC Deputy General Secretary who was uh, speaking to us a while ago. So, Mr. Anza, welcome back. I, I, was finding, I wanted to find out from you that if government doesn't withdraw the 15% VAT on electricity consumption after your, 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 your demonstration, what happens next? Events after the demonstration, if government doesn't hit, there's going to be a nationwide strike. Mm. And, 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 and that's something you've already communicated to your members? Everybody is aware. We communicated this uh, during our press conference this afternoon. Okay. Everybody's, but you know that maybe this government will listen and will not even get there. But if you don't listen, you'll get there. And everybody will see the action. Okay. All right. Grateful to you, sir, for joining us here. So that's uh, Judge Ransan A.S. Deputy uh, General Secretary for TUC. Well, the National Security Ministry has assured that its systems are always primed to deal with violent extremism that threatens the security of the country. 
There have been reported terrorist attacks in neighboring countries putting Ghana security services on high alert. The ministry is receiving support from the Global Community Engagement and Resilience Fund. My colleague, Kwekwa Asante, was at this news conference and our report. Violent extremism and terrorism has become such a big issue at Ghana's borders, and the Ministry of National Security says it is really up to task in dealing with this matter. It says it has primed up its specifics to ensure that whenever there is any threat to Ghana's security, it can move to combat them. According to the Chief Director of the National Security Ministry, this partnership with DCEF will lead to enhanced cooperation to deal with security issues in the country. It is imperative that we address the present issue of terrorism and violent extremism that continues to plague our sub-region and now threatens to trickle down far south towards Ghana. The rise of terrorism in neighboring countries poses a significant threat to our national security and stability. It is crucial that we recognize the interconnectedness of um, the threats and we need um, a collaborative effort to be able to combat them effectively. We are also trying to prevent any radicalization of our citizenry um, in the border community areas. We must employ non-kinetic approaches, that is the soft approaches, um, to address the root causes of these issues, including socio-economic disparities, marginalization, and ideological grievances. Board chairman of GCF says they are mobilizing enough resources to be able to support countries like Ghana to deal with this, especially with the threat coming from the Sahel being so dangerous. Objective is one, is to put GSERF uh, expertise and experience to the service of the plan of the government, in particular by the president, if I may say, because we had the opportunity to talk about that time ago, to, let's say, intervene uh, in order to counter the threats which are coming increasingly towards the coastal state, including Ghana, coming from the north, basically, coming from the tensions which are existing in the Sahel. So, security analyst and executive director of the West Africa Center for Counter-Extremism, Mutaru Muni Mukhtar, has been delivering a presentation on the, the threats that this country faces in terms of terrorist activities, especially at the border communities. In northern Ghana, there are issues of religious clashes, clashes, but Tamale is uniquely different in the sense that they are often, nearly every year, there are clashes between the Sunni al Sunnah group, as well as, I mean, with the Tijaniya sect. And this usually comes around the time of Ramadan, which is in about, you know, a month now. I mean, we would see that feature strongly. We're seeing nationally, of course, uh, the issue of hijab ban in educational and health institutions. These are things that are very prominent, especially in Muslim-dominated areas in northern Ghana. Uh, we're seeing marginalization along ethnic lines, but more uniquely, the Fulbe problem the traditional Fulani ethnic group. This is the single biggest and most persecuted you know, ethnic group in Ghana. And the northern part is very, very pervasive. Looking at issues of unresolved chieftaincy and ethnic disputes. Uh, chieftains and ethnic disputes is the single biggest source of fatality and, and insecurity. Uh, and Boko, of course, we all know Boko continues to be a big problem. But what we have realized is that in the last two years, Boko 
has escalated in many ways, and maybe we will talk about the details in terms of the escalation. And the reason unresolved conflicts uh, is a big driver or a big factor is that extremist groups are very exploitative. They take advantage of existing uh, conflicts, uh, either to recruit or to uh, engage in attacks. This partnership will get the country up to $3 million, which will be disbursed in the coming months to deal with these extremism issues in the country. And the Ministry for National Security says this partnership is crucial to deal with these security concerns in the country. Reporting for Joy News, Kwekua Sante, National Security Ministry, Accra. A member of parliament for Bole Bamboy, Yusuf Suleiman, has called for the interior minister, Ambrose Derry, to appear before parliament to quest- answer questions on recent recruitment processes. The MP raised uh, concerns over the ministry's recruitment into various security agencies in the last two years without advertising the process. He raised the concerns of the public accounts committee sitting on Friday when the interior ministry appeared before the committee to answer questions on infractions contained in the 2022 Auditor General's report. My colleague James Averji was in Parliament and has filed this report. I will bring that report to you later. But in the meantime, leader of the movement for change, Alan Kwajo Chavanting, is making a case for the enhancement of production capacity, which he says it's a prerequisite for Ghana's economic recovery. The former Minister for Trade and Industry, who convened a national economic summit in Accra today, revealed that his great transformation plan possesses some significant proposals which has the potential to turn around the fortunes of the country. In a bid to draw on bipartisan expertise in driving public policy, Alan Kodjo-Charanting brought together captains of industry and organized uh, labor to dialogue on Ghana's future. There is more in the following report. The National Economic Summit, a bipartisan forum organized by the Movement for Change, is targeted at harnessing the expertise of Ghanaians drawn from all walks of life. Present were captains of industry and labor organizations seeking to fashion out key recommendations that will influence national policy on reviving the Ghanaian economy. In his opening remarks, leader of the Movement for Change, Alan Kujichermating, says Ghanaians have been looking for an opportunity to contribute ideas to finding lasting solutions to the country's problems. The majority of Ghanaians are deeply worried about our current economic circumstances and are looking for an opportunity to contribute ideas to finding solutions to our problems. It is against the foregoing background that over the last few months I have assembled a team of some of the best and brightest in our country from different fields of specialization to formulate a plan that will move Ghana from poverty to prosperity. The outcome of these consultations has been the development of what I have christened as the great transformational plan. The Trades Union Congress took the opportunity to present its newly outdoored framework called the Workers' Manifesto, a document which the group believes should influence public policy on labor issues in Ghana. The f- Assuming in 2026, or between now and 2026, we want to create one million jobs for young people. We, we work on that. How many will be women? How many will be men? How many will come from the various regions? We work that out. And then we ask the very important question. What level of interest rate 
will be needed to support those who are going to create those jobs. Then we try to regulate interest rates to suit that, that we should be able to identify those things that we have comparative advantage. If you look at the, um, the oil, the palm oil that we produce and all that, we can pack it well, produce it well and fund the market and then it will also serve the basis of what Ghana have uh, um, in terms of industrialization. Former Trade and Industry Minister Alan Kujicharating says although effective fiscal guidelines and policies will help revive the economy, the enhancement of production capacity of the country will go a long way to foster economic recovery. And within that context, we've discussed inflation, how to reduce interest rates, uh, how to stabilize our currency, our debt sustainability management uh, strategy. All these uh, have been discussed under the chapeau of the macroeconomy. But we've also discussed policy recommendations in respect of industrial transformation. Fixing your macroeconomy is a necessary condition, but it's not a sufficient condition. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. So you need to be able to enhance the productive sectors of the economy on the back of the macroeconomy. So we've discussed industrial transformation. Uh, this afternoon we'll discuss agricultural revolution and then of course another very important economic sector tourism would also be discussed in the afternoon the flag bearer of the national democratic congress john Dramani mahama says his next government will prioritize the restoration of peace in boko he described as unfortunate heightened tension in the area after calm was maintained some time ago. Mr. Mahama told members of the Upper East Regional House of Chiefs on Friday that he is committed to a sustained peace process to bring back the once vibrant Boko economy. Daniel Ajima has more in the following report. For decades, Boko has endured chieftaincy-related protracted conflict. on the local economy, with trading activities almost at a halt. The flag bearer of the NDC, John Dramani Mahama, on Friday met with paramount chiefs of the western and central zones of the Upper East region when he took his Building Ghana tour to Bogatanga. At the meeting, the president of the Upper East Regional House of Chiefs, the Chiana Pew, made a passionate appeal to the NDC flag bearer to trigger strategies to deal with the tension in Boko. We are no longer safe in the region. Whether you are a Kosasi or Mamprosi, well-meaning citizens who want to see peace in the area are tagged to either of the warring factions. 
making the finding of a permanent solution to the crisis very difficult. I know you understand this very well since all the political factions attack in one way or the other. The Building Ghana Tour is aimed at offering the platform to members of the public to voice out concerns that would feed into the 2024 manifesto of the NDC. Former President John Mahama is disturbed by the current situation. At the time we were in office, we had virtually calmed things. Boku was a thriving community again. People were going about their business without uh, uh, fear of being harmed. Unfortunately, now you cannot roam freely in Boko. Just recently, I was reading, they have put the uh, ban on riding motorcycles again in the evening. And generally, it's a period of insecurity for the people living in that area. In the night, buses are fired upon and people are killed. Sometimes when the buses are going from Boko down, they are waylaid on the Borga Tamale Highway and uh, some unknown people fire shots into the bus and injure people. These are things that we're going to make a priority when we come. We have done it before, we'll do it again. We will work hard to resolve the Boko crisis and bring peace back to Boko and surrounding areas. Improved security is an integral part of the NDC Flagbearer's 24-hour economy policy. Mr. Mahama reiterated the need for a strong fight against armed robbery in the area. Now, management of the Ghana Water Company Limited states that the claims made by Member of Parliament for Ningo Pram Pram, Samuel Nate George, regarding the procurement of a water treatment product known as One Drop by the company are false. In a statement issued this evening, the water company refuted the allegations made by the MP and provided further clarification reassuring the public on the matter. My colleague, Kenneth Jesse, joins me via Zoom with details of this statement. Kenneth, what are the details of this statement? Okay. Okay. Kenneth, if you can hear me, uh, what, what details are contained in this statement? Well, so uh, the uh, Ghana Water Company Limited has released the statement. Now, the statement is a rejoinder. Uh, this is a, they say management of Ghana Water Company Limited wishes to address the recent statement made by the Member of Parliament for Ningo Pram Pram. Honorable Sam Nate George on Metro TV's Good Morning Ghana on the 1st of February 2024, alleging that the government of Ghana and the Ghana Water Company Limited have imported a water treatment product, namely one drop for using the treatment of water as a substitute for the traditional chlorine. The Ghana Water Limited would like to unequivocally deny the allegation, provide clarity, and to reassure the public on this matter. Now, my colleague Kenneth has been studying this document. Kenneth, what, what have you been picking from this document? Ghana Water Company Limited says that its standard operating procedures and uh, any decision regarding the adoption of new water treatment technologies or products is made through a comprehensive evaluation process and in consultation with relevant stakeholders and regulatory agencies like the Food and Drugs Authority, the Ghana Standards Authority, 
the Public Utilities Regulatory Commission and communicated transparently to the public. They continue to say that its internal procedures management uh, reserves the right to act on a positive evaluation report by writing to either the public procurement agency for sales sourcing or to advertise for competitive okay uh so so i mean the assurance is that what this has gone through the processes yes uh, because uh, they conclude by saying that the current disinfectants being used for water treatment are chlorine gas uh, calcium uh, hypochlorite uh, granules and chlorine tablets which are all chlorine based disinfectants and they say that all these disinfectants are inadequate quantities at the various treatment plants and warehouses and the Ghana Water Company Limited says that it is committed to ensuring the provision of safe, clean and potable water to all citizens of the country and that they uphold the highest uh, standard of providing quality water for Ghanaians. Mm. So this, this, this chemical at, uh, which is in the news is not, there's no truth that's important no. like that. No, they have refuted the claims made by the MP for Nigo Honorable Sub George. Okay, all right, thank you very much. That's uh, Kenneth Jesse. There, this is to the Journey Prime. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more. Do stay. Welcome back from the break. Now, a major gridlock rocked the Accra Tama motorway this afternoon as the driver of a Hyundai truck with registration number GR7015-N. It's feared dead uh, when the truck he was driving skidded off the road, landing in one of the main storm drains in the median of the expressway. Eyewitnesses say the driver was heading towards Tema when the accident occurred just before the Community 18 junction. Here is an eyewitness narrating the incident to join news. A sprinter driver on the speed, and a car driver also the speed, and the sprinter driver and the speed will share a car driver and and the car driver and the sprinter passengers no more. Tears are or slow down or just start to break now. The sprinter driver and the Kia driver were both over speeding. The Kia driver realized there was going to be a crash and decided to slow down, but his brake failed because he was over speeding. He crossed the bridge and crashed. The driver has run away. The driver was the only one on board the pickup. Regarding his condition, I'm sure he will die before they get to the hospital. Uh, here is Chief Inspector Evans Ahmed Deku from the airport police station confirming the accident to join news. You know, we received a call from the police headquarters uh, information room indicating that there had been an accident involving a truck, and so uh, which is creating a lot of vehicular traffic. And so we should speed up and then try to make sure we decongest traffic. And actually, when we arrived, we saw the accident vehicle in the bridge, in the central reservation bridge. And so our information gathered so far indicated that there was only one driver 
people was trying to avoid crashing into a sprinter vehicle which uh, suddenly crossed him and so uh, trying to avoid him he ended up running into the gutter and my information i picked at the scene indicated that the the self-driver is seriously injured and has been rushed to Tama General Hospital. Now, education is meaningless uh, if it doesn't transform into service. Words of President of Academic City University, Professor Fred Mark Bagonluri, as he challenges matricula and told the university to explore opportunities in the educational sector to enable them impact society with the knowledge and skills they will acquire. Professor Fred Mark Bagonluri made the remark at the matriculation ceremony of Academic City University here in Accra. There's more in this report by Karen Obing. For its emphasis on innovation and technology, the Academic City University aims to equip students with the skills needed to excel in their chosen fields. Speaking at the SIT matriculation ceremony, President of the University, Professor Fred Magbagonluri, charged the matriculants to impact society with the knowledge they have acquired. He argued that it is not enough to acquire knowledge without applying it for the greater good of others. As we commence this matriculation, we celebrate not only the start of your academic journey, but also the beginning of a, transmo- a transformative period that will shape your future and contribute to the collective advancement of our continent. To the class of 2027, you are more than just students. You have the potential to become future leaders, innovators, and change makers who will tackle the challenges our continent faces with an ethical, entrepreneurial, and collaborative mindset, the core tenets of our mission statement. Academic City is an excellent choice for your educational journey, and I applaud you and your parents for that decision. He therefore called on the matriculants to seek opportunities beyond the classroom, including community engagement services, projects, as well as collaborating with like-minded individuals. ...launch of cybersecurity and data science, highlighting the increasing importance of protecting digital assets and ensuring a secured online environment. Our academic city's ethos in general is to play at the forefront of technology evolution and development. Um, we have recently launched robotics, artificial intelligence, and after six years in the undergraduate space, we are transitioning to graduate programs. And the first two set of programs we are looking at now is data science and cybersecurity. I mean, as Ghana begins to transition into the digitized space, um, we have to worry about the integrity of the systems um, that these technologies are based on, uh, prevent them from intrusion prevent them from being hacked, um, ensure that people can actually do business in the cyber world without any disruption from hackers. As you know, as technology begins to develop, people begin to look at the weak points um, in the technology space so that they can seamlessly take advantage of it. So we are trying to create the next generation of police and soldiers of the cyberspace who are going to ensure that your investments are safe, your bank transactions are safe, and your mode of governance, which is increasingly depending on digitalization, will be safeguarded. Some matriculants spoke to Joy News. 
matriculated officially and I'm glad to be officially a part of this great institution. I've only been here for a few months but in the first time I came I felt really at home and I think that's one very important thing and funny enough unlike other students my story wasn't my parents forced me I actually forced them <laughs> to come here. Coming here was a personal choice because I have always had interest in robotics and those form of engineering but with most of the other schools even in Nigeria you don't really get that promise of, oh, you are doing robotics engineering. You might do something like mechatronics and have to do your master's in robotics. Karen Obin's report, read to you. A member of parliament for Bolivar boy Yusuf Suleimana has called for the interior minister, Ambrose Dari, to appear before parliament to answer questions through recent recruitment processes. The MP raised questioning concerns over the ministry's recruitment into the various security agencies in the last two years without advertising the process. He raised the concerns at the Public Account Committee sitting on Friday when the Interior Ministry appeared before the committee to answer questions on infractions contained in the 2022 Auditor General's report. My colleague James Aveji was, was in Parliament and filed the following report. Appearing before the Public Account Committee on the four office sitting where the Ministry of Interior and the Ministry of Fisheries and Aquaculture Development probing the infractions of the interior ministry the committee questioned why officials varied two separate contracts for the constructions of girls dormitory at one of the immigration services training schools and a renovation of the headquarters from 3.9 million ghana cities to 8 million cities without recourse to law also that in terms of coming together as security agencies the customs port health national security small um, realize that the painting of the GIS and their side realize the dichotomy, the differences. And because it, has, it is an international border post where we work together, they appealed to me and I said I'll get back to their authorities. But we said at management that in order to beautify the place, to enhance the image of the Republic of Ghana, Ghana Immigration Service, where all international stakeholders passed through, we decided that we will come uh, uh, together and beautify the place. So we decided that we will we'll look at it and get appropriate uh, authority to approve it. So that is what actually actually uh, happened with due respect. I'm satisfied with explanation, Controller General of the Ghana Immigration Service, MP for Boli Bamboy, Yusuf Suleimana, called for tougher sanctions beyond retrospective approvals. We need to talk to the AG, and that is to be consistent. It creates a whole lot of problems. But, but that is where you as a committee has the right to vary this recommendation and go ahead to recommend prosecution. Why did the committee fail to do Now, if you listen to me, I insisted that the chairman should recommend prosecution so that we are on the same level. Just last year, quite a number of institutions, agencies were referred to the courts. So why are we not doing the same thing? And that is why I think that... Uh, uh, we should we should uh, revisit what we're doing last year and be consistent with what we're doing. The committee has directed the ministry to reappear on Monday to explain why 443 private security companies failed to renew their licenses, amounting to 886,000 revenue loss in 2022. Seeking relief from the chairman, Honorable Yusuf Suleiman, so 
without explanation on the processes of recent recruitment into the security services. According to him, the various security agencies have recruited personnel in the last two years without any advertisement. Service as well as uh, prisons. I've seen that in 2022, you did some recruitments. There's evidence to that. 2023, you did see. But before that, I never saw any adverts. Is it the case that now you do recruitment without advertising to the general public to ensure that there's fairness in the process of doing your recruitment? Madam Minister said all the recruitment were backlogs from 2021. We did the 2021 adverts and all that we were doing was the backlog. So we, we did it. It is the truth my boss told you. And I'm so, you so what you have said is that you advertise in 2021. Exactly. 2022, you haven't advertised. 2023, you haven't advertised. We are doing transparent work. And I think what my boss told you was the truth. We did the adverts in 2021. And 2023, there was no recruitment. All of them were from 2021, 22. So there was no recruitment. Take it from me. 2024, if there's a recruitment, we do the advert. Honorable Suleimana said the sector minister must appear in parliament to answer more questions. First of all, I'll ask the question. And I think that the minister of interior should come and then tell us why he thinks that he should use 2021 adverts to recruit for 2022 and to also recruit for 2023. That we should, we, should, we should know. In a case involving the Fisheries Ministry, the committee flagged the Fisheries Commission's failure to retrieve some 695,000 cities paid to one Boomer and Sons Limited for the procurement of two Toyota Prados in 2021. The sector minister, Mavis Hawakumsin, explains why. The contract was given to the supplier to supply two Prados and eight pickups. But he supplied them and the two Prados had effects on them and it was returned. So as at the time of auditing, they were able to provide only the eight pickups. And looking at the amounts of the pickups, Without the Prado, definitely the money paid was more. And that's why it looks like it was overpayment. But because the Prado was not part of it. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 